you are at different levels of consciousness and the fact that you're so con constantly on and wired we we usually are tired and wired right yeah because can relate we are we are hyper stimulated and and hyper exposed to all this information it's a barrage of information sensorial to so lights blue lights that uh, mess with the melatonin cycle but also lots of images lots of uh, video and, and audio and so all our sense we are we suffer of this sensory overload which also relates to cognitive overload so we're constantly in this state of 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 uh, upregulation so the nervous system never comes back to base Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast is all about the tinnitus science and how you can live your absolute best life despite tinnitus. You heard uh, a short excerpt from today's podcast episode and we have Gabriella Bocanete from London on the podcast today. Gabriella is a holistic health coach. She um, is a yoga teacher by training. She does yoga nidra, something that I am a very big fan of. Um, she is also a gong master. She has studied various disciplines of holistic health. She has also a, um, a little gong studio in her um, practice in London. And it was fantastic to speak to her, not only of the implications of tinnitus, but also of our nervous system and the fact that we're always so switched on and uh, a few things and strategies that you can incorporate for yourself in order to uh, reduce that amount of feeling on and triggered. So let's jump in today. I hope it helps you. I hope it's useful for you and your personal story with tinnitus. Um, let's get into the ads and the intro and then let's get on with the podcast episode with Gabriela Bocanete. Enjoy everyone. This episode is brought to you by Linear, an evidence-based treatment for tinnitus, which has been shown to improve tinnitus symptoms in large-scale clinical trials and real-world patients. Linear retrains the brain by playing soothing sounds and providing mild electrical stimulation to your tongue. It's now available throughout Europe, and its latest clinical trial results were recently published in a Nature Scientific journal. To find out more about Linear, where it's available, and read about the research behind it, visit www.lenier.com forward slash outring. That's L-E-N-I-R-E dot -E com forward slash outring. Hello and welcome to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. Yeah, hello and welcome back to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. And today I am again very excited. I mean, I always get excited about my podcast, but today I'm especially excited to have uh, Gabriella Bocanete from uh, her studio in London here with us. And yeah, I'd really like to welcome her on the podcast. This is the first episode in the new year, 2023. A lot of new chances, a lot of new opportunities. I hope it was a good start for all of you out there. Uh, today, we welcome Gabriella onto this podcast. Gabriella, it's great to have you here. Please introduce yourself to us. 
Yes, hello everybody and thank you Frida for inviting me to speak to your audience. Uh, it's lovely to, to have the chance to speak about things that I'm passionate about and that work for my clients as well. So my name is Gabriela Bocanete. Um, I'm an interpreter and interpreter trainer and um, I'm a holistic health coach. Uh, so I use I use from uh, nutritional therapy, sound therapy, uh, NLP and coaching uh, techniques with a mix of, of hypnosis and hypnotic language as well and yoga nidra. I'm also a trained uh, yoga teacher with uh, specialized in um, yoga for digestion and for fatigue conditions for burnout and and uh, chronic fatigue and um yes i've also trained um in uh, in qigong so i i like Amazing. to i like to mix these uh disciplines to to offer my clients uh like a cake a multi-layered cake <laughs> for um, uh, maintaining their health and well-being into um uh, into the long term really yeah and for all of those who are listening to the podcast and who are not enjoying the video version right now uh, Gabriela could you please describe your background because I love it so much it's so interesting and it's amazing and uh, for those who can't see it I'm very sorry you can also watch this podcast on YouTube obviously um, but Gabriela please describe what we see here in the background yeah so I'm um, coming I'm currently in my gong sanctuary, so behind me are five large gongs, two of which are made in Germany by a company called Pasty, the Earth Gong and the Mercury. Then mm -hmm. one in the middle is made by the Pasty gong makers have trained other gong, gong makers. And so the one in the middle that looks like the moon is called She Moon. Mm -hmm and uh, is made in um, Lithuania by a company called Tone of Life. And wow. Tone of Life gong makers were trained by pasty gong makers. Oh, wow. So there's, yes, very good quality gongs. And then um, this one that has a stand that is round, a colorful mm -hmm. stand around it, and it has mm -hmm. etching. Can you see the etching? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is made in Tibet. Wow, it's beautifully hand etched, actually. And uh, yes, so they all play together. I have other instruments from Tibet. I have um, singing bowls. This one that is the large one here is you can use it for standing in. So when people come to my studio, I, I give them special treats that I cannot necessarily do online. But there mm. are Yes, so lots of beautiful, good quality instruments that have therapeutic um, functions and um, from different traditions and from different parts of the world. And I just for all of you guys listening out here now, um, I asked her to describe it because I think, first of all, it's amazing to see all these instruments and uh, I 
don't necessarily had a big uh, interest in those before she actually gave me a test and it was a little bit I remember that in one of the community uh, uh, live sessions in our club community um, someone brought a a head massager you know where you massage your heads a little bit and I, that was exactly the feeling I experienced when Gabriella gave me a try of her her gongs two days ago and it was just for me I, I was, I was, I would say I was slow for half an hour afterwards because my brain was, uh, was really, really slow. So that's why I, we decided also it would be a fantastic opportunity to talk a lot about um, the application of, um, of uh, uh, the gong therapy, also in tinnitus, but more holistic ways of treating tinnitus and obviously also um, many related conditions. You mentioned fatigue already. Now I can really relate to that because working as a single business owner in, in two different business ventures every single day, I um, experience fatigue quite a lot in my young age. Still, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to also, yeah, in future learning, learning a lot from you there. So I'm very happy. Um, just quickly to segueing back, um, my version of the story of how we met, um, very, very interesting. I gave a, a talk at the um, at an interpreter summit um, this um, Monday, and uh, and 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 that's how we managed to connect. But um, Gabriela, I think you 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 had discovered the the podcast before already, right? Yes, I had discovered your because I was doing research uh, on tinnitus as well for for my clients, and uh, your podcast is is lovely. And I listened to a few episodes and. Uh, and I also enjoyed the one that I told you about Yoga Nidra because um, it's such yeah. a powerful tool, Yoga Nidra, and uh, I use it combined with everything else, but I also use it on its own. So I was happy to, to see that you were on the program as a speaker because I had listened to your podcast. And then I got, I got in touch on, on LinkedIn. And so we started... Uh, getting to know each other yeah. maybe collaborating yeah 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 it's it's amazing um I, I i think it's so so interesting how these things just happen look a few days later we sit here and we make a podcast together and we we talk about more holistic approaches and um i i i mean not everyone will understand a yoga nidra so maybe we can just do a very very brief segue i released a short episode of my podcast a few episodes ago um, where I do this yoga nidra protocol so people can use it throughout the day or uh, in the evening for relaxation um, and I use yoga nidra nearly every day so if I don't meditate depending on how tired I feel actually I will say this if I feel really tired I prefer to lie down and do yoga nidra like a real yoga nidra protocol if I just feel a little bit tired then I will sit down and meditate for 20 minutes so depending on how I feel that's what I will do in the afternoon but could you describe for the people listening a little bit how you um, approach yoga nidra and, and maybe define it for the people as well a little bit yes sure so I trained um, as a yoga nidra instructor with a couple who um created the yoga nidra network and also um an encyclopedia an encyclopedia of yoga nidra wow. so they, this is their specialty so they're both yoga teachers and uh, she is um, um, a phd author of a book called yoni shakti the power of the feminine and um, he's a hypnotherapist so uh, people who really know uh, what they're talking about so so that's why i chose them because um i'm also a little bit obsessed with education and i have 
this high regard for people who've done uh, PhDs and who love to educate people uh, on right. what's, what's good for all of us, right? In this crazy hyper world we live in. So yeah. that's, um, I was doing it before, I was practicing it before, but then I understood, I, so I took the, the two courses with them uh, into the minutia and the, the proper explanation and why it works because I always want to know why things work for me uh, and for others, then I can teach them to others if I understand myself. So yoga nidra is uh, the easiest form of meditation because you lie down and and the instructor or the person who has uh, recorded it in this case um, does all the work for you. So you just have to be there and listen very gently you don't even have to pay attention because like i always tell my my clients i'm speaking directly to your body and to your subconscious mind so hmm. the subconscious mind and the, the nervous system um, can be gently guided through this protocol there are several um major protocols but then you can also have a little bit of variation or a little bit of creativity with it but you are guided so you as the practitioner or the person listening uh, to the yoga nidra when you want to relax uh, and to either sleep better or just uh, rest deeply because it takes you to deep levels of rest so mm. you just have to be there and listen gently and People who are not used to this kind of paying attention to different parts of the body, um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they may fall asleep because it's new to them, to their mm -hmm. mind and their brain is not used to paying attention in this kind of way inside. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. but it still benefits them. It still benefits them even if they fall asleep. But the really juicy Ooh. part and the really <laughs> good benefits are when your body is deep, deep into this deep rest and your awareness is still half there. So you're not fully awake and wired. You're not yeah. up there paying attention intently with focus. Right. But, but you you are aware. So this it's such a beautiful experience because it's multi-layered and it's, mm. it's a trip for many people. It's a trip because they go deep. And then I always tell them, you go that so deep that you can take off. And right. your mind and your awareness can go up, up above the clouds where it's always sunny. You have beautiful experiences in, in meditation and yoga nidra is the most easy to practice because mm. everything is done for you mm. I, I i must honestly say and <laughs> i i use it a lot more like a tool um like someone you would something you would take out of your tool shed because i discovered i i told you this in our private talk that i have experienced insomnia and trouble sleeping for a few years not necessarily because of my tinnitus and i've also I'm very public about this. Uh, another good thing that qualifies me, I'm, I'm, I'm getting much better at managing it. 
um, uh, luckily also through acceptance and commitment therapy. And I've talked a lot about the sleep book by Dr. Guy Meadows, um, which I love, by the way, because it's a not absolutely non-interventionist um, method of getting better sleep. And conversely, to um, leading scientists at the University Hospital Charité here, I decided not to take their advice and take antidepressants, but to uh, look for other paths. And I found that book. And he's a sleep scientist as well. But he has this way of... Um, absolutely non-invasive way of behavior therapy. So basically saying, okay, what is the relationship with our bed, right? So when we start brushing our teeth in the evening and uh, we already perceive like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to sleep now? Because brushing your teeth means that you're soon going to sleep. And if you have experienced some bad nights before and you've had trouble sleeping, then the act is the, the simple act of brushing your teeth can already instill sort of awakeness in you because it's like fighting um, to be able to get to sleep. And that's obviously the state in which you won't be able to sleep. So that, this all rounding it off, just to quickly rounding it off, um, to say that one of the best coping tools for me to also lower the burden of having to get better sleep throughout the night uh, for me was practicing yoga nidra. So I... I must say my ultimate goal would have actually been to get to sleep with it, but uh, I never do because for some reason, like, I don't know why, maybe also family, but I, I, I am not able to nap during the day. So I, it's impossible for me to lie down and nap. I can't. It's like my, my brain is too active. So what I do is yoga nidra. And as a tool, I, <laughs> I would like it from, to put me to sleep, but what it actually does, and that's probably, as you say, equally good sometimes as you go into that deep state of relaxation where you are, as you say, in between awake and asleep. And I basically go into a little bit of a dreamlike state and I fade in and out of that. So I come back to my consciousness. I come back to, to, okay, focusing on parts of my body. And then in the next second, my, my awareness is gone again. And then it, it's like you, the, the, the part what I think is most relaxing is when you sort of lose the sense of time. You know, so it could only be 10 seconds where you come back and you can't judge whether it's been 10 seconds or 10 minutes. And that's, I think, what is like when you're really able to let go. And then, and, and then that's what most relaxing for me. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and with practice, you, you get better. And um, I've had periods of insomnia as well so the best mm. thing is as as you said not to um, get anxious about it because anxiety then becomes related to to bed Sleep. or bedtime yeah yeah yep. but and there's so many other things that can be uh, triggering from bedtime especially for women and let's not go mm. into that yeah tinnitus as well though <laughs> exactly yeah. but yeah. but uh, yes so when i had it because i suffered from tinnitus for a while uh, mm. i don't have it now but when i had it it was be uh, worse mm. going to bed and especially tr um, because i like to sleep on either side almost face right. down but then of course my head is on one side or on the other and mm. then you, you hear it more because you're sure yeah, so I was struggling yeah. to to sleep on my back, trying not to to hear it so much, but then it's it's um, so it's the the sleeping bit. It depends on you and how you, also your environment. Where do you practice yoga nidra? How safe do you feel? How 
how um, you create that space because I have, for example, a couple of clients who come here and they, as soon as they lie down, they are off. So he starts snoring almost before I, I start speaking because we've worked <laughs> together for so long now. Yeah. Um, and he feels uh, safe and comfortable. Yeah. They feel totally safe and they trust me and they, right. this is a, a beautiful space to be in. And right. it has underfloor heating, so it's nice, nice, and, and mm, lovely, and and, and mm. private and safe, totally mm. safe. Mm. And, and then um, some some um, people just never switch off. But but that's a, a personality trait, and also with age, I must say. So you are very hyped now because. You, your your mind is rushing you have your business you have your community that you want to serve as best you can and and i see for young people it's still it's still okay let's say but as you start uh, getting older you your body will tell you when you need a little bit more rest when you need a little bit more help in that respect so the mm. more more yoga nidra or or more uh, maybe even a nap now and again and it's not bad in the past uh, our ancestors used to sleep in in two sleeps right yeah and it was yeah. not something frowned upon or anything you just yes you sleep yeah. when you wake up you can do some house chores or whatever yeah. and yeah. then but ah and then you sleep again later. again yeah, when yeah. the body needs it but now we are exposed to so much blue light and uh, all these mm. devices all the screens mm. that we mess up with our internal clock right yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the the imbalance that becomes then perpetuating in a, in like a snowball effect because yeah if yeah. you're not sleeping and you go on your phone you just messing more and more you kill the melatonin immediately with yeah. your, yes with yeah. your brain and the yeah. juices that it needs to produce yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean i mean in a, in a sense in a way um it's been very helpful and also therapeutic for me in my journey and um that's for one of the reasons for i think a lot of the podcast listener a lot of the podcast audience does not really understand why I put that yoga nidra exercise there and um I that's okay I get it but I know that when you have an outlet and this is the next thing I would like to talk to you about when you have an outlet and a place that you can use to practice even when you are in the course of your day feeling anxious about whatever it is but if you create that island uh, throughout the day where you know okay I'm going to take this time for myself and I mean, you know, often it doesn't have to be fueled with a thought like, okay, I have to be able to relax now because I'm really tired. And, you know, I, I, I have to just be able to calm down a little bit. Otherwise, I won't be able to continue the day. Then you set the next point of anxiety for it not to work. But when you really say like, it doesn't matter what's going to happen now, it happens, whatever happens, but I'm taking this time out now. I'm lying down. I'm taking these 20 minutes for myself. And I'm just going to see whatever happens, happens. And that's when I also get the deep relaxation. And for people with tinnitus, we know that 
um, or people who who struggle with tinnitus because we know that it's very common and not everyone struggles with it, right? So you you mentioned that you would sleep on your back in order not to hear it. For me, that wouldn't matter because my tinnitus is so loud. The other ear is deaf. Uh, for me, wherever I go, I hear it. So I put an earplug in because I don't like to hear other sounds because they make me wake up more or they keep me more awake than when I just simply have my tinnitus. And I have earplugs that are very good, block out earplugs. But just to finish off the thought quickly, um, yoga nidra or the experience to be able to help yourself when many other things haven't been helpful um, and to relieve the pressure from feeling like, okay, I have to sleep. I've only slept this many hours or I feel really tired. And when I know that I feel like that or I have that time in my day where I have that safe space to relax, do my yoga nidra or a meditation, then... I know that um, I relieve some of the burden of having to sleep soundly seven hours every night, which not always happens. Exactly. And if you also have, so it's now some of the big companies have, have a, like a restroom or not a restroom, mm. a, a place for. Yeah. To rest. Yeah. To rest. And, and there are beds or, or. Uh, beanies or something where you can actually I'm, lie down that that's a that's the funny part actually and and this is the good one this is the the, the joke about it uh probably people used to do that on the restrooms right because it said restrooms on the toilet people exactly. used to do that on the toilet because they exactly. had to hide it because you refresh yourself you you uh, let's face it people don't talk about uh, the importance of elimination like Absolutely. digestion and elimination but if you if you suffer of, of constipation the whole homeostasis go goes out of the window and so yes the restroom breaks are also important and yeah. and, and they they should be uh, I, I i meant any other important thing that yeah yeah is health health yeah. related right? yeah no no i meant gabriela i meant um i basically meant that people used to use the restroom in order to close their eyes for like a minute you exactly. know when they like instead exactly. of because when there isn't a like a room for rest what do you do yes. the only option to be alone and to get two three minutes exactly. of closing your eyes calming down somehow has to be that room then right unfortunately if there is no other place to do yes. this so people go there say they have to do their business but then at least to i used to do this when i worked in a in a company a while back um and luckily i am not anymore so i i'm my own boss now and one of the good things is like i am lying down to do my yoga nidra now and no one can tell exactly. me no i'm turning off my telephone i'm eliminating all my uh, i i close all the apps even so that really no one can disturb me. But back then I used to go, I used to go in the bathroom just to simply sit on the toilet and to close my eyes for three minutes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I, how I, crazy I is that? It's, it's crazy, but, but there are companies where they, they want you to function like a robot and it's not yeah. right. Yeah. We are humans. I don't yeah. have sound notifications on my, on my phone at all. So yeah. when, when I'm on a, in a meeting, I turn off uh even the phone any any kind of sound but i don't like them because when i work i don't want to be distracted so when i know i'm receiving an important message or there's something important i, I just check it but and i don't sleep with it in the room and so on in the mm. bedroom so it shouldn't be in mm. the bedroom right mm. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a difficult one, I guess, for all the younger generations uh, having the alarm clock on their phone. Me, me, I'm a person. I listen to podcasts just immediately before I go to sleep. So yeah. I have the phone next to my bed and I listen to the podcast on my hearing aid. But I, I absolutely oh. understand it because this dopamine mechanism in your brain that's always looking for the next thing, for the next email to work for, for the next message to come on Facebook, and that that literally just the proximity of that thing uh like subconsciously right like because you are like you're not conscious when you sleep so basically it's but it's still lying there next to you so your subconscious basically knows that that thing is lying next to you and there could be an important email coming in so surely in some level it's not great if you have your phone lying next to your bed yeah probably it's not great <laughs> from that point of view but also the 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 electromagnetic radiations right so phone yeah. companies have had to admit and yeah. say in very very small letters that it right. can be uh, causing cancer if you use it too much and too close yeah. to your body. So when right. you sleep, you don't want it too yeah. near your body, right? Right, right, right. And plus now, I, I do I do switch it off on on airplane mode and all turn all the all the things off but uh and we we also we also yeah. turn our wi-fi off at night it turns off automatically i learned that from my mother um so i i we do we do all these kind of things but of course like when you're in a city like in berlin there are still hundreds of wi-fis around you so exactly. the effect of you turning your wi-fi off is like eh. but yeah. yeah well yes good better than nothing good for you one less as well yeah <laughs> no yes. and i wanted to because because we we talked a little bit we, we touched on this but i think it's one of the most important and major points that i wanted to speak with you today um you touched upon it when your client knows he's safe and he can be there um and i think for people with tinnitus um and the road to habituating to their tinnitus if they don't manage to get rid of the tinnitus like i'm someone i will have experienced I will experience tinnitus for the rest of my life, probably, unless there is some amazing drug coming out in a couple of years that really will uh, uh, cure it. And, and that is still some time to come. But um, this experience of um, the safety um, as it relates to also um, having tinnitus, but at the same time feeling like it's okay to experience it and you don't always go into panic mode, etc. So it's sort of like a confrontational therapy while at the same time feeling safe. Is that something that you can relate to and how you help people with tinnitus as well? Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the Uttering Tinnitus podcast. I just want to alert you to the fact that we have a new audiobook style guide to habituation in our community platform. You know, it's not only a community platform, it's also a platform where I share online courses that are designed to combine the best practices and everything that I have learned in working with people from all over the world over the past four to five years. I've worked with hundreds of individuals helping them to manage their tinnitus in the absolute best way possible. And I have combined that work into online courses, weekly videos, a lot of sessions that you can go through. So if you access that under www.mytinnitus.club, there are all these goodies for you right there. And if you have 20 minutes in total, that is how long the audiobook style guide to habituation takes. That's a short and 
to a concise guide that you can use on the go to set your mind into the right place in order to tackle tinnitus head on to understand your tinnitus properly and to really start learning and managing your tinnitus in a way that it will stop bothering you constantly. Here's a very short and good reminder from one of the community members. Her name is Sophia and she shares a little bit of an experience of what uh, being on the community has been like for her. So let's give a shout out to Sophia. Um, I've had tinnitus for four years now and it's just that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in the my tinnitus club. It's just having that support there. Like when I first got tinnitus, I, I felt totally on my own and I didn't know who to turn to and and, and that was the scary thing. But now that there's like I've joined this club, I feel habituated, but I've still joined the club because I you still need that support and you still need to talk and be with people who understand exactly what you're going through and what you're feeling and, and thinking and stuff like that. So, you know, my recommendation would be to be in a group because it's so good just to have that have just, just to have that back up there when you need it. OK, so thank you, Frida. You can sign up, join the community, do all the coursework and see how much it helps you already. No need to join all the regular community events if that's not for you, if you don't want to get on there with other people and share, no problem at all. But make sure to benefit from the offer of taking all these different courses because I know it will help help you to habituate to your tinnitus and focus on the things that most matter in your life again. Thank you very much and let's get back into the podcast episode. Enjoy. Yes, so uh, I I don't um, so I have of course at the beginning a, a, a consultation and I I get get the feeling and I understand up to some point you can never understand everything about the person yeah. in one hour but but I I um, then I offer so. The safe space is here, but it is also in my voice and it is also in the way I hold them uh, because people are. So I was still thinking about you and how hyper you are. And you're, so people are like you, young people are like you. They they want to do everything and they want to be there and they want to know when that like on Facebook happened or, or Instagram or whatever. So actually you are at different levels of consciousness and the fact that you're so con constantly on and wired, we, we usually are tired and wired, right? Yeah. Because Can relate. we are, we are hyper simulated and, and hyper exposed to all this information. It's a barrage of information sensorial to so lights, blue lights that uh, mess with the melatonin cycle, but also lots of images, lots of uh, video and, and audio. And so all our sense we are, we suffer of this sensory overload, which also relates to cognitive overload. So we're constantly in this state of, so there's okay. always stimuli, always stimuli, and we crave them and we want instant gratification, right? That's another topic, but it Toxic is related. dopamine. Yeah. Exactly. It is related because those likes and shares and, and comments and all that, we crave them and, and it's like eating, like children who, who are hooked on sugar, 
right? It's the same kind of mechanism. And yeah. so at, at this level of hyper of hypervigilance, because you are hypervigilant, yeah. because you so yeah. you are hypervigilant and upregulated. Yeah. There's sleep is the first one that, that suffers. And and then come with time and with age and with exact difference from men and women, women sooner. Uh, because we are more complex hormonally, then come the hormonal issues. And we, there's been a, a, a trend, uh, an unhealthy trend, and they don't speak about it so much in the media. Maybe you have to be on the right channel with the right experts to hear about this. For example, menopause, premenopause occurs earlier and earlier and earlier in, in women. And yeah. that's again, because we are so... Uh, disconnected from nature and and hyped and hooked and and hyper uh, exposed to all these things that keep us in this circle mm. of of wanting hyper, more hyper yeah. exposure and and yeah. um, sensory sensor, sensory overwhelm right it, it, I, it becomes overwhelming, but some people don't mm. realize that it's overwhelming and it's mm. anxiety and panic, like you were saying, anxiety <laughs> and panic. People can relate maybe because it's been spoken about more anxiety yeah. and yeah. panic, yeah. Yeah. but it's an overwhelm of the sensory of this uh, caused by these multiple stimuli, by this barrage yeah. of, of multisensorial information. Yeah. And the system is so when you are uh, so anxious that you feel panicky, you have to stop some of that barrage of information. You have mm. to choose wisely and not expose yourself so much. Mm. Mm. I think I, I mean, we, we, we drifted off a little bit, but I love this part yeah. of the conversation. I think it's very important for everyone. Um, and it doesn't only have to relate to a tinnitus podcast, but it's very important for everyone and also for myself and my wife and I were this week, we actually, and I told you this, I think in the conversation on Wednesday that, um, <laughs> on one of the evenings, I was just lying on the sofa, the two of us, and just both of us sort of like for the first 10 minutes without any engagement felt like I just nearly couldn't help myself of taking the TV remote into my hand again to turn on the TV and to watch the next part of the show. And it was like, it was like almost kind of the pure presence was just so incredibly boring that was difficult to stand. So it's like that. And that's when I realized like, wow, got a problem here there, there is a big problem here and then we then we like started talking and it's like you know what like we always say we want to read more and I, and I and I love reading and like when I was a kid I used to read all the Harry Potter books by myself I used to read I, I used to read a book a week basically hmm. without anyone forcing me to do it and I used to love getting into the book and just reading and reading and reading and exactly and, and, the, and the, the book the physical book <laughs> doesn't mess with your melatonin so no, right? no 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 no, no that that is for sure but i mean what would i mean the melatonin yes I, I i get that but i mean we always turn the brightness a lot down but i guess at least the moving pictures so like so many moving pictures i mean our brain is two hundred thousand years old not 10 years old netflix is 10 years old our brain is two hundred thousand years old 
So you watching moving pictures until midnight is going to signal your brain, you're somewhere outside doing something busy. You're somewhere in a circumstance where you either have to forge or hunt or run away for your life. So then your brain is engaged and active. And for that reason, of course, because survival is more important than sleep, you won't be able to sleep afterwards. So probably even if you turn the brightness down, the moving imagery is probably enough to keep your brain going because it symbolizes to your brain you're somewhere out and about. You're not in your cave, safe by the fire, chilling, ready to go to sleep. Exactly. (laughs) So so that's one of the things that, that I also teach my, my clients to have a, a winding down period before bed and, and start stop anything that is hyper exciting and and uh, and overstimulant because the best thing is to go outside and have a walk really after dinner. How hmm. many people do that? No, we do. But then we come back and we watch another show. (laughs) (laughs) So we do, we do, we frequently do. So I, at least um, the walking or running or sports exposure, I'm fine. Like I frequently have 10, 15, 17,000 steps every day. So I do walk a lot as well outside because I love walking, but uh, probably then we go take a walk after dinner because we have like, that's a very cute story. We actually have a lot of foxes here in Berlin. So the animal, the fox, and they're actually not, not shy, not because they have rabies, but because they're just so used to human beings. And we have like a, yeah, yeah, with a lot of, um, with a lot of uh, uh, gardens around here, a nice area with a lot of beautiful gardens. So we, we go to walk there a lot. and, And my wife's always looking forward to see a fox, right? So we go out often in the evening just to take a walk and to see whether we can see a fox. But then when may come back uh, instead of grabbing a book we probably often we take a show we watch a show just because we're so used to it but it's been one of the things that i've been actually trying to change and i know that for example um i listened I, to this on the T- tim ferris podcast because i like tim ferris a lot and i love his podcast and he for example he designates certain times of the day to answering his emails so he says from nine to ten in the morning i'm answering emails anyone who wants something to from me after that will have to wait until the next day from nine till ten i can't do that i always have a tab in my browser open or i mean probably i could do that but i always have a tab in my browser open my business is still young i want to be quick in responding to people. I don't want to let them wait. I want to, I want to be able to help people as quickly as possible. I don't, you know, but, but we have to let go of this because all of this probably is leading to the fact that it's like, okay, where's the next client? Where's the next person from exactly. YouTube wanting my help? Where's the next person needing me on Facebook? Mm-hmm. Oh no, some, someone said something very bad about me on Facebook. I have to respond, you know, all of these kind of things. And it goes on yeah. and on and on and yeah. it never stops. And it becomes, yeah. it becomes, trigger right you you people say many things on their the internet has has opened up all sorts of of uh, modes of conversation and it's not even a conversation just people trying to to vent their own problems on on the internet sometimes it's nothing to do with you really no no yeah So there's there's this cycle. Yes, it's good, and we all um, television can be educational. <laughs> it used to be. Uh, now it's it's fun. It or we think it's fun, um, and it's entertainment. But really, how much entertainment do you need, right? Yeah, I guess. 
I guess it's, and, and there is a great episode of this on um, another amazing podcast. I mean, I'm not getting, I'm not related to them in any way, but there's Andrew Schuberman. He's a, a scientist from the US. Um, he, he's got an amazing podcast, an amazing science podcast where he talks about all different things of, of science. And he talks a lot about, there's one episode, it's over two hours long where he talks about dopamine and how dopamine was created in order to um, not leave us content, right? So when you have hunted and forged enough and you go back to your cave and you have enough to eat, but that doesn't mean that you stay in your cave for the next two weeks and then suddenly you have nothing left to eat because you didn't go out and forge anymore. So dopamine was created in order to, even if you already have, to make you go out and forge again. Because every single time you satisfy dopamine, your dopamine level on purpose drops a little bit below the baseline in order to make you want to create that distance again with the dopamine in order to, to, to say to you, hey, you got to go out again. You got to forge, hunt, or do again. But what we do now is we live in this constant state. And I, I only think that's what we're creating here when I watch that show or when I turn the TV off and I feel this massive, like, what am I doing now? Like, what is this, this boredom that becomes so big? I've never experienced that level of boredom. Like, how can I suddenly, like, how can I experience that boredom? It's like, what is going on here? I'm just lying on a sofa. That's not boring. I'm lying on a sofa with my wife. It's not boring. Exactly. So, I mean, after go going over that initial hum, five minutes got better and we got into a conversation. We were talking a lot. And in the end, we ended up uh, uh, reading books, the two of us, right? And talking for an hour about things in our childhood or something like that. But we have to understand that this constant exposure to the things that we want more of is making us even want more and more because the baseline dopamine drops further below again every single time and there's we also, had a there's also yeah. a difference between then the general um, naturally generated dopamine in yeah. the, in the human brain and in the body when you you fall in love there's more dopamine generated when you connect directly with a person there's more dopamine generated and the one that is generated by chemicals like the substances of misuse right mm. those are the ones that are most most uh, dangerous because that creates a cycle of addiction right, right. and yeah. every time you need more to get the same effect but but um, this uh, entertainment addiction is yeah. also because who said boredom was bad boredom is not bad boredom can create uh, enhance your creativity you know boredom yeah. can enhance your creativity you you um, and also creativity um, comes from freedom so if you're hooked in feeling free to create if you're hooked on a series or two or whatever binge because i do it as well but sometimes you just need to stop and, and give yourself space. And then mm. maybe a little bit of boredom is, is good. And children these days are, are mm. exposed to so much just for the sake of not being bored. Like, no, yeah. you should be bored and let them become creative and make their own toys or, yeah. or go yeah. outside and play in the dirt. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah you're right. Because it 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 actually you go from <laughs> you go from create into into consume, 
And of course, that's what all the big companies want. And of course, that's what Facebook wants, because when you consume more of their content, uh, they can sell more of their ads, for example, right? And if you stay more in the platform, uh, then they will say, okay, that person has been long on the platform and we have presented them more ads, therefore we get paid more. And conversely, for children, for example, you touched on children. It's 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 so sad to see. Like I I was I grew up without a phone. I grew up without an iPad, and I was allowed TV once a week to exactly. um, watch something on Sunday morning for half an hour. That was it. And the rest I had to, as yeah. you say, go out and play in the dirt, or when it's rainy, play inside with uh, the two cars that I had and create my own story with all the furniture that we had inside, or something like that. Right. So yeah. you basically go from creating into consuming so you teach little children to basically only get input so how do you want them to later in life be creators of their own to create something literally for society on whether it's like creating um creating connection between people or creating a business or creating um, anything really um, is when you have uh, children who are actually only taught to consume and not to create. Exactly. And if they're hooked on, on sugary foods, it's uh, then they, they, be they become hyperactive, then they are medicated. And so it starts. Right? Well, yeah. So yeah, it's the journey. Mm -hmm. So, so the journey starts. Um, but um, I, I love this little detour we took. Um, it's really nice. And I think this is also something that I want to, um, uh, uh, yeah, you know, some people are going to really enjoy this in this podcast. Some people are going to say, hey, this was not so much about tinnitus. So hmm, maybe I'll listen to the next episode again. Absolutely. Go straight ahead. But we're here with Gabriela today uh, talking a lot about more holistic concepts, talking about um, yourself and your health. Your health. Um, I think it's very, very important to recognize that probably also, and this relates to tinnitus again, uh, often there are a lot of different things at play here. A lot of people have uh, neck and back issues and tinnitus. A lot of people have hearing loss and tinnitus. A lot of people have stress and tinnitus. And where do all these come from? From the tension of our modern day and age jobs of the family relations and how are all these things created? Yes, of course, by socialization and all of the technology, all of the news, all of these things instantly accessible everywhere, all the time available, yeah? availability that is creating sensory overload, as you say. And I mean, we, we don't want to get too broad, I think, of course, but we do have to recognize that tinnitus rarely is completely isolated. Of course, there are people like me who really do have tinnitus because of their hearing loss. But in a lot of people, there are so many other things that build around their tinnitus that when you manage to untie those knots, and I would love to hear a little bit more about maybe also how you how you make an analysis in the first session of your client. Maybe you could just briefly share a few concepts or ideas that you have to untangle these knots. Because when you learn to untangle some of these knots, maybe you don't immediately resolve tinnitus completely, but resolve many other issues so that person experiences the tinnitus as much less bothersome, right? Yes, I've had them. So I try to understand uh, the person's lifestyle. Uh, I've had one client who, um, John, who came with tinnitus and also vertigo. Mm. And he was so anxious about it and so worried about it that he couldn't mm. even drive. 
Mm. And and we had so I knew him from before, mm. but that day we had a, a longer session, and he left, and he never had um, vertigo again. Wow. So there are cases like that, but um, or about Raul, I told you that uh, he he was so John came in the studio, but Raul was on on Zoom with a half an hour. Mm. my gong baths and he was then after that saying um i don't know how you do it or what you do but i'm feeling lonely now without my tinnitus so <laughs> i've gotten yeah. rid of it so late later weeks later because he didn't show up to the group sessions for a few weeks so i asked him how are you how is your tinnitus and he said oh it's sometimes it's coming back but some people are attached to their condition, right? To their suffering. They make it part of their identity. So yes. So then you have to almost do magic to point them in the, into that direction and gently uh, have them notice, gently mm. have them notice that they are attached actually. Now mm. maybe they don't really want to get rid of it because it means yeah. something. Right. right? For right. everybody, it means something different, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, if it's a positive, if it's a positive thing, just can I just insert that one sentence? If if it's a positive relational thing, then why get rid of it? But of course, there are these people who create this uh, this kind of burden thingy that they say, okay, if only my tinnitus wasn't there, the whole things that didn't work out in my life and that were not going well, um, they would not have happened in that way if my tinnitus wasn't there. And then it becomes a real problem, right? Because they identify with the condition. And I think that are also people who deal with tinnitus for decades. And then ultimately, as sad as it is, some people have before taken their life because of tinnitus. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like, that is probably a lot of tinnitus management and a lot of other problem management in their life gone wrong. Because look, like I understand when tinnitus is loud, I'm deaf on one ear, I have a hearing aid. My tinnitus is the definition of loud. I can go on a six late street and if I want to focus on it, it's there, right? So if I can do it, these people should also be able to do it. But it's the definition of whether you're ready to give up that part of your identity that maybe you blame for a lot of things that didn't work out in your life. Mm. And maybe you don't want to let go of that because if you did have to let go, you would have to admit that many things you were responsible for and not your tinnitus. Exactly. And and there's it's very complex when people avoid, these are avoidance strategies, right? Because... They don't yeah. want to then be the, the, the wheel of blame and shame, right? So there's yeah. lots of things, but in my, the cases I work with, so understanding the lifestyle and then seeing if interventions, uh, other kind of uh, like in improving their brain nutrition, uh, so their diet to, to be more anti-inflammation. Um, anti Mm. to cool down inflammation there's lots of cases and and i have this feeling that tinnitus is also um, related to inflammation processes in the body and again mm. because the 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 um, hyper exposure and sensory overload and we mm. were talking about it's similar with inflammation so you all right you have this low level stress that because people say, I don't have stress in my, well, you don't 
know that you have stress ah, because those micro stressors that are your uh, notifications, alerts, emails, and everything that you sleep next to, hmm, mm. which shouldn't be in your bedroom, mm. uh, those are micro stresses. And those trigger the stress response often. Mm. And this is the explanation why we don't come back to base. Because mm. stress and like sugar, like um, glucose in the, in the body, in the, in the blood, have cycles and these waves, there's a normal range, like a band. Yeah. But if you have, yes, in the caveman example, you went out and the big dinophilis or whoever was trying to hunt you. And this was a huge spike of stress. And you came back to the cave and you could rest and sit by the fire and draw something on the walls, uh, like to document your experience, maybe. But yeah, uh, it was short periods of very high stress and not too often. But these days we are exposed to, to low level, low, constantly. but constant, 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 constant. That's why I say we never come back to base and that happens. So that generates a low level information that is mm. also constant. And it's not only in the gut, it's also in the brain. Mm. Interesting. So yes, that's why, yes, we, we work with, instead of exposing you to, to toxic sound, like in the case of, of remote interpreting, you know, the, my, mm. my interpreter colleagues have suffered um, hearing issues because of toxic sound, because the, at the beginning with remote, and still lots of spe speakers mm. don't use proper microphones that don't use the right um, equipment to mm, mm. broadcast good quality sound clear because interpreters don't listen like right. you and I for a com for a conversation interpreters right. need to practice deep listening right for right. for comprehension and processing immediately because this is simultaneous right. interpreting we're talking about right it's right. very demanding there are so many efforts going on like Right. listening comprehension and then uh, reformulation in the other language and speaking at the same time so mm. you don't listen just like in any kind of conversation you listen mm. you practice deep listening for conversation for for uh, uh, comprehension so the effort in in the hearing system is uh, is greater than in a, a normal non-interpreter yeah. person yep. com conversing yep. or, or having a zoom yep. meeting which yes you can hear each other more or less but for an interpreter the quality of sound and the clarity is paramount because what i have to do when i'm interpreting is not only understand uh, here to understand but also to process at the same time so i have these five or six efforts going on at the same time so my bandwidth is split hmm? mm. into different so so my my colleagues my interpreter colleagues who have tinnitus and, and hyperacusis and other uh, hearing issues uh, talk about about a toxic sound so what i do here is expose them to different sounds that are healing that are therapeutic some are mm. sweet, some are low frequency, some are, uh, but this, this all, uh, the, 
the way I play the, the whole orchestra, let's call it, mm -hmm. is with that intention of, of soothing their nervous system and exposing them to, to therapeutic sound instead of mm. that toxic sound that technology mm. offers. Well, it's not technology's fault. There's all sorts of, of layers of technology that are involved, that everything has to work properly. Mm. So, so for, for my interpreter clients, uh, one of my interpreter clients who, who um, participated in my hearing health program said she offloaded, this is exactly the exact word that she, she used, she offloaded some of her clients to a younger client or a colleague who didn't have so much work and she's taking it more slowly. So she's working less in that kind of remote interpreting settings because she wants to, to preserve her hearing. So, so yeah. there are different, depending on the person's lifestyle, uh, they, she came to that conclusion. I didn't have to tell her, but when she went through the program and she realized how important this holistic approach to health and well-being is, she came to that conclusion herself, right? And, and depending, so everybody is an individual case. So mm. yes, some people have, have um, balance issues or, or um, it's, it's often related, right? Balance because of the vestibular system as well. Mm. Mm. And then it, it also helps for them to, to have these practices of deep rest, of being because the, the the frequencies of the gongs and this they they resonate in your whole body so you get like a, it's a it's a massage mm. a very gentle mm. massage but mm. it it works on on many levels yeah i experienced it i can absolutely confirm that and that's also the reason why without um, making it too big of an ad but i mean it's my podcast so i can advertise my solution or at least what I, what i mean solution is our um uh, tinnitus management platform uh, www.mytinnitus.club and i uh, cordially invited gabriela to give us um, a session and as soon as you and i that's another thing that we have in common that we're both going to Colombia very soon. Uh, I'm going to go visit my in-laws and you're probably also visiting a lot of people that you, yeah. uh, but you, because you've lived in Colombia for a long Family while. You said, friends, yeah. colleagues, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So as soon as we're both back from that, I am so excited to announce that we will have Gabriela as well on our platform, maybe giving a private session for all of us. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very much looking forward to that. I took a lot out of this conversation already. Um, I'm thinking back, I, I have a lot of actionable points that I can think about now. And luckily, I think I am at a place of the business where I can now say, if I structure it more, if I check my emails less, uh, the business will probably not die down, but it will probably continue to grow still without me being anxious around it the whole time and checking my emails all the time and being uh, present and looking at where I still have to post something. So my big takeaway from this conversation is um, I want to get my dopamine detox in check again. I want to see that I um, schedule the times on which I work on what things a little bit better. I think that will help me a lot um, to get this 
low level hyper activity because we we you reflected it like your presence and your sense of calmness i told you that in the first five minutes that we we talked it's like i came into the call with this like um uh, kind of power ranger attitude of uh, running at 400 kilometers an hour <laughs> completely like talking five minutes and you know like i talk a lot so apologies for that but um and and just your calmness and your presence and you being there has enabled me to reflect on so many things for myself already so just alone that i think has been so helpful so those are things that your gp will never tell you um so that is why it is so important to have skilled practitioners like yourself already and of course i think some people might not be as far as to recognize these kind of things about themselves. But I mean, even there, we, we or you can help. And uh, it takes a little bit of experiencing who you are and what kind of person you are to also realize these patterns of behavior. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Thank you for for connecting and, and for resonating with these things. It can be complicated for th for people to understand the holistic approach, but it's the only way forward, really going going forward. And we talked about this before, like um, healthcare will become more personalized, but also more holistic. Yep. It's the only way. Yeah. Yes. And yep. sometimes less is more, right? If you do less, you can be more for your clients as well. You you bring more of your qualities and you you your compassion and your your wisdom right because mm. people need to to have self-compassion as well and and self-care of all sorts you know self-care uh, people mm. young people these days are so excited about new technologies and and they buy the new, latest phone and everything well the same way I always tell them you need to invest in your health and and a coach is different from your GP uh, mm -hmm. because yeah it, it, we're not necessarily within the same system but we we take them by the hand and we show them what yep. else there is and yep. what else they can do and and there these are gentle non-invasive uh, processes and and practices that work wonders. I absolutely love it. I thought it was fantastic because I mean, not only because I am also a coach and I also work with people, but because I think that is one of the biggest statements that you can make for the use and the kind of potential that you have, right? Like your GP average on average has 10 to 15 minutes. Now I have a fantastic GP and she also does a few alternative things. So I, I, I'm very glad and happy that I found her. Um, and she is working more holistically for things, but there, there are so many GPs out there who are still trained 30 years ago with this. Uh, we talked about it earlier on one pill for all kind of approach. And yeah. that's just doesn't work anymore, right? Exactly in a time like this one where so many things that are keeping our minds and our hearts and our souls busy. Um, of course, it's difficult to recognize that those are sometimes also contributors for why we're not feeling ourselves. And to recognize that is kind of like the one first step. And I want to say this conversation has been about 
a lot of things, not only about tinnitus, but about a lot of things. And I think it is so valuable that we were able to touch on all of them. So first of all, thank you so much, Gabriela, for um, giving us your time before going to Colombia and packing everything and being really busy with all of that, I guess. I, I thank you very, very, very much for your time. I'm very sure as well that this will not be the last time that we have you on this podcast. And uh, I'm looking very much forward also to the uh, session um, in the community. But uh, please tell us as well, where can people best reach you if they want to reach out, if they want to benefit from one of your uh, therapeutic sessions, what's the best way to reach out for you? I mean, we're also going to put them in the show notes, the links, yes. but so, uh, please tell us. So my website is uh, gabrielabocanete.com. Please co connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Gabriela Bocanete, and also uh, on Vimeo. So look me up on Vimeo. I have some... Um, videos that are also yoga meditations on um, on uh, soundcloud as well soundcloud.com uh, slash gabriela bocanete and uh, those are uh, shorter like 15 minutes uh, only uh, audio recordings as well and uh, yes i'm on facebook uh, as well but not so active but i'm um, lately more active on instagram and mainly on LinkedIn. So thank you again for the invitation. I enjoyed our conversation a lot. There's lots of other topics that we could discuss for both your clients and mine. And uh, hopefully we can do this again in the future. I am 100% sure that we will do a, a second edition of this podcast. And yeah, we wish you or I wish you uh, safe travels, a lot of uh, fun in Colombia. Enjoy it. Um, and yeah, we'll have you on the podcast and in the community very soon. Thank you so much, Gabriela. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for tuning in in today's podcast episode on the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was useful for you. And I just wanted to say thank you very much for all of those who are supporting our community project out there. Um, I recently released a new course. So if you think you do have 20 minutes for an audiobook style guide to habituation, then I absolutely suggest you check our community at www.mytinnitus.club out. You'll be able to access all these different courses that will help you to habituate to your tinnitus. You get weekly videos. You can participate in events, whether you want to be with other people, that's totally dependent on you. But you can access these courses, learn and manage how to habituate to your tinnitus to get better with your tinnitus. So tinnitus goes back into the background where it belongs. So it's no longer in the foreground of your attention all the time. Um, yeah, my name is Frida. I have worked with hundreds of people all over the world in managing their tinnitus in the best way possible. So I'd be delighted to see you in our community. Again, it's www.mytinnitus.club. Check it out for an absolutely free 14 days trial. We will be super happy to see you there and you'll have the chance to contact me directly, get in touch with me and be part of a very valuable, positive online community where it's all about managing tinnitus in the best way possible and focus on the things that really matter in life. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast episode. We have a few very, very fun podcast episodes coming up soon. Um, under special podcast episodes, I have Karis from the UK interviewed who is writing a tinnitus cookbook. 
that's not the only thing. I've had someone interviewed who is building a fantastic headphone that could be a very, very good fit for all the people with tinnitus out there. I will have a ENT doctor from New York and many other guests on my show coming up in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned to the podcast. It's amazing to have built this podcast over the last few years into a listenership of a few thousand people per episode. So thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you in the next episode and in my community. All the best from Berlin, your host Frieder. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.